Hello and welcome to Overanalyzing Survivor. I'm your host Matt. And I'm JR. Join us as we discuss and dig deep into various topics about survival. So today, we'll continue breaking down Survivor 43 with its 7th episode. First thing I want to say is, wow, a lot happened in this episode. <laughs> they did get straight to the point, this is the thing. Yeah. The very first thing we see is that they have a tribe name now, although we didn't see how it was made. I didn't notice. <laughs> yeah. The first thing they showed was the Survivor logo and then Gaia Day 13. Yeah. But they didn't show how they decided that their name would be Gaia. So it could be the producers who decided on the name. Yeah. Like Baka, etc. That's actually something that fans have been thinking since they haven't been showing the tribes thinking about it before. I mean, in the previous probably five seasons, they haven't been showing that. Maybe they just are avoiding anything that can be, you know, offensive, cultural <laughs> appropriation or whatever. So they just want it to be, okay, this is safe. Again, from a producer's standpoint, that it's the safe thing to do. And it's not a big deal anyway if mm-hmm. you pre-name it. And you just think of a good name anyway. Mm. To Gaia being the spirit of the earth and, you know. Though, how is that connected to any of the three names? It's global, at least. Mm. It's not appropriating anything. Yeah. So, safe. <laughs> <laughs> then, we hear from Janine, who's all sad and, well, yeah, she's basically all sad that Ellie went home because Ellie was her main alliance. I'm still not completely convinced that it's not acting, but, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so far, it looks legit, but just not 100% convinced. You mean you think that she's playing it off for the cameras? Or for the tribe. Hmm. She tried to do damage control by talking to well, pretty much everyone we were shown. And well, she was telling people that they shouldn't connect her to Ellie and etc. And she says that she wants to play her own game. I mean, she says that after Ellie got kicked <laughs> yeah. So that's what I mean, right? It's it's a bit sus. <laughs> Then the next day, while Ryan was stomping on crabs, <laughs> the tribe was watching him. And then we were shown Owen and Dwight talking about Baka and Vesi sticking together. Mm-hmm. But also, in a confessional, Owen talked to us saying that he doesn't want to continue working with Gabler because Gabler is a loose cannon. Which, yeah, he but, is. <laughs> but yeah, but this is also before Gabler showed that he actually has physical problems <laughs> and everything. Yeah. So, I think know. it's because he was sick in the first part. Oh. Uh, or at least we were shown him being weak because he lacked sleep. Or maybe he just didn't feel the need to show that he was strong. I don't know. Because hmm. here it also wasn't a need to show that you were strong. It's more on... I think he felt like he needed to win that idol. Mm. I still don't get the dynamics of the the challenge, by the way, where there's two of you, but then it's one that wins the necklace. So I, I don't get why. Anyway, let's talk about it later. But yeah. I'm still a bit confused. So we then hear from Gabler, who says that he made his big move in taking out Ellie, but now he wants to chill and lay low. And then come back later when it's time for him to make a move again. Which 
is the right thing to do right now so he's not a target but it's not what he's doing <laughs> technically yeah then the tribes receive three mail where it tells them to pair up because they'll be working together in the immunity challenge actually when i heard that they need to pair up i actually thought that two people would be immune that's initially what i thought as well or it's well initially i also thought it might be that the pairs would actually battle each other and then the winning pairs are immune or something and then like six of them are immune or something like that mm. was also possible but if they did go pairs then you'd assume that pairs would be immune it really is just confusing yeah <laughs> so they had to choose their pairs because they normally draw lots or draw rocks to see who's paired up like in the start of the challenge right before the start yeah uh. so They end up deciding that to be fair, so that nobody goes. I want to pair with Ryan or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they ended up coloring six pairs of rocks. So apparently they have paint. Yeah, no. I think they were given paint because when the challenge started, they were guessing they were making a flag. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah, so I think they were given like rocks and paint, and it just wasn't showed because it was a tightly edited episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so they ended up drawing rocks, and the pairs ended up as Owen and Gabler, Cody and Dwight, Ryan and James, Carla and Cassidy, and Jesse and Janine. So the challenge is it's divided into three parts, and the first two parts are team challenges, and there would be eliminations until the end, and the end would be four people left in an endurance challenge where it's individual, and only the winner gets immunity. So let's talk about that. <laughs> well, first of all, they it looks like that the theme for the the season is earning your step. What's it? Earning your spot. Earning your spot every step of the way, or every, but is it every step? Anyway, yeah, yeah. every part, <laughs> every step of the way. Which is, yeah, Jeff even says it that this challenge emphasizes the theme of. Or no, he didn't say that verbatim, but he said something like that. That this again emphasizes the earning your step, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's three sections, and then there are two teams eliminated per section, yeah, etc. So I guess that's the theme for the season, even though there's no twist. I guess. I mean, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Jeff says it literally, so yeah. I guess that's there. So we're probably expecting a elimination kind of thing versus a one person winning kind of thing with all the challenges. I mean, there is going to be a person winning at the end, but eliminations in between. Hmm. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. That it is strange that only one person wins when you're a team at the beginning. Who gets to decide? Who the person is that tries to do it? What do you mean? Among the two of you, who gets to decide in the end who's the one who tries for it? They all do. All four people who made it to the end were in the endurance challenge. Oh, all pe- all four who made it to the end. Okay, that made sense because I was a bit confused on like, where is was it teams that get there and then at the end you decide one person to hold the bucket. Because mm. it kind of looked like that because of the colors. Mm-hmm. Which was confusing. Okay, yeah, I get it now, but that was confusing. <laughs> <laughs> and it adds another layer because let's say you're you're James and you're paired with Ryan. Do you want to try your best to try to get immunity, or do you want to hinder Ryan so that he doesn't win immunity? 
you actually don't know if I, if James did that on purpose. Yeah, because he ends up costing them eventually. At one point, Ryan actually says they could have left the something like the plank mm-hmm. fell and James was trying to get it even though they didn't need it. They need. Jeff said that. All people and all three planks need to get to the end. But Ryan was saying they didn't need it. Maybe he forgot how that it worked. Because he was mad at James for trying to get the plank that fell, saying that he they didn't need it. He could have left it, something like that. I mean, they didn't show in detail yeah. what he was mad about. But like he was mad about why James wasn't looking at him communicating. Yeah. And it looked like he was saying something like that. Like, leave it. We don't need it. I think he was saying more of James should have been paying attention that one plank was still on the ropes and they ended up dropping it. Uh, could be. But yeah, he was mad about it. So either way, it could have easily been James dropping Ryan. Yeah. Which again would have been almost got him kicked <laughs> as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So the first stage of the challenge was it's a kind of tunnel thing made of rope or netting. It's twisted netting. Yeah. It's a twisted cargo net essentially. Yeah. Which at first glance it looks kind of simple but apparently as you go through it tangles it itself up. So no, it's twisted up. So you actually have to roll at specific sections to untangle it so you can pass through. But the second people were the ones who had a hard time. The, the second people who went through in the pair. Yeah, because the first one, if you're the first one, the tangles are spread out. Mm-hmm. So you untangle specific sections. Like the, the first time you need to roll is going to be on the first part. The second time you need to roll is going to be halfway through and the third time you need to roll would be like 90% through as an example right mm-hmm. but after they, they've done that all of the twists would be at the very end so it's possible that the second person might not need to untangle except for the very end so it's like 100% of the tangles are just in the last 10% which is what happened to to Noel and Janine yeah because you can see that the, the rope was tangled a lot towards the end mm. so that, that actually made sense what they could have done was untangle it. Like, after passing through, twist it the other way around so the tangles would go back towards the start and it would have been easier for their partner. But of course, you're not gonna think of that in that moment where you just need to want your partner to get started. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, the pairs that ended up losing that first part were Sammy and Noel and Jesse and Janine because Janine and Noel got stuck in the tunnel. And for Noel, it does make sense. Even when the challenge was just starting, you mentioned that, how is Noel going to do this? She could have also just removed the leg from yeah. the start and it would have been less work. But yeah, because it requires twisting mm-hmm. in mud. Uh, well, we don't know how sensitive the the stub is. Mm she might not actually be able to push with it. I don't know. Then, after the first part was done, the rest of the people helped out Janine and Noel who were stuck. So we had an emotional moment and kind of inspirational thing. <laughs> it's also like Jeff dictates that it's emotional. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jeff describes it to be emotional, then you don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, that's also just good producing. So Though they do do that in past seasons. Like they dictate how the yeah. they direct it. As in like so it, it does look like Jeff is basically the director, right? I know his official role is producer. Of is some there kind. a director in the credits? Mark Burnett, probably. Still? I don't know. <laughs> well, Burnett was the producer before. I'm not sure if there, there's technically a director. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, obviously, Jeff directs them on what to do. So like, okay, let's make this moment emotional. And then everyone's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't say no. <laughs> he, he actually does that a lot. <laughs> so the next part was they had to first climb a cargo net thing up onto a structure. Then... They had to cross an area where it's just rope and then they had planks. So they had three planks for two people. They had to get across with those planks. And so the ruling was both people and all three planks had to make it to the end. So you can't drop a plank and then just continue. So James ended up costing him and Ryan the challenge by dropping a plank at the very last moment, which he may have done intentionally. (laughs) The teams that got to the end were Cody and Dwight and Owen Gabler. So the last stage of the challenge was you were holding kind of a rolling thing. (laughs) And it's attached to 25% of your body weight at the start of the game. It's technically fair, but do the lighter people kind of have an advantage? No, it's the other way around, actually. Really? The heavier people have an advantage? Yeah, because even if it's 25% of your body weight, the lighter people have bone and blood. Mm. <laughs> the heavier people are muscle. Unless you're heavy because you're fat. In yeah. which case, then it's, you know. Like Janine would obviously... What's Janine? 100 pounds? Yeah, probably. Imagine someone like Janine carrying the 25-pound thing. Mm-hmm. Right? I assume she wouldn't be able to hold on to that thing for what, 20 minutes was when most people dropped out? Yeah, because Jeff mentioned that the record was 25 minutes when they were at around 23 minutes. So, yeah, around before that. Yeah, so I don't think like she would be able like, because you also need to remember that you need to hold on to it with just one hand's grip to be able to twist it. Yeah, I just don't think it's an, an actual advantage. It's a disadvantage if your weight is mostly fat. Mm-hmm. But if your weight is muscle weight, like Ryan would have probably lasted a lot longer, mm-hmm. right? And he's heavy. And also there's a pulley, which reduces the... It's a pulley, which reduces weight with a multiplier. More weight isn't proportionally hard. Mm. It's less proportionally hard. Okay. So more weight isn't one is to one harder is the thing. Mm. It's a curve. So Or not the curve, a... Eh? I'm not sure. I forgot about pulleys. But basically, it's not like adding 10 pounds to a pulley doesn't equal adding 10 pounds on the weight you need to lift. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it's easier for heavier muscular people, basically. Mm. So, there you go. Because even Cody and Gabler, like Cody's obviously leaner. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, thinner and Gabler has a bit more muscle, but just a bit. But even that, the change was super obvious. Mm. Gabler was surprisingly strong here. <laughs> in fact, in the, in the first part of the challenge, he was standing up. The other three were leaning back and using their legs. And Gabler was standing up just controlling w- with his arms. <laughs> I also don't really know if 
leaning back like that helped. What does it do? Because you're gripping it. And you're using your legs. No, because you're gripping it. And if you crouch down like that, some of your grip might need to go to supporting your body weight. As if you're doing a dead hang. Mm-hmm. So it's not a full dead hang, obviously, because you're planted. But it's also additional weight that your grip needs to support when you don't need to do that. Because mm-hmm. you don't need to put leverage on that side of the rotational force. There's not going to be enough weight from the piece of wood uh-huh. to flip your body to the other side anyway. You lose your grip before it can flip you to the other side. So there's no point in adding weight to the other side. So it's either you can grip it or not. There's no... You need to grip it and you need to make sure that weight doesn't flip you around. The hands just made it harder. I, I, I get why you can think it it helps, but but yeah. So it would actually make more sense to just stand up and use your arms? Stand up and tuck your arms closer to your body would have been the ideal one. Like, you know how the long bar with weights, how you lift it up is as close to your body as possible. Mm, yeah. You don't put it out because then you're supporting additional weight. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they're allowed to go that near the bar because they all had their arms out. Maybe that's that's the rule. Yeah, but they didn't say anything against it, right? Yeah. Also, Gabler had his arms like in a 90-degree angle at one point. I'm actually not sure if it's that's more ideal or just having it super close to the body. But yeah, having your arms stretched, I think, puts more pressure. And Gabler showed off his... Is it because he's a doctor? That's why he <laughs> <Probably>. knows. <laughs> so he, he was at times supporting the thing with just one hand and then he was shaking off the lactic acid in his arms. <laughs> yeah, or maybe he did rock climbing at one point. Who knows? Well, he's a, apparently a veteran as well, right? Did he say that or did he does he just do surgery surgery on veterans. I think he said he's also a veteran. His dad at the very least. Yeah. But I think him as well, right? I didn't catch if he's a veteran, but yeah, for sure at least his dad is a veteran. Yeah, so he might have some military military training in which case you're climbing and you know that you need to shake up lactic acid. Mm. And plus he's a doctor, so I guess there's some medical school training there that yeah, your hands are locking up because of lactic. You need to shake it off. And he was the only one doing that. And that is a big difference. Mm-hmm. So he obviously just had that challenge on, in the bag. <laughs> and he had the most motivation, yeah. apparently, as well. So Yeah, throughout the challenge, he was saying, I'm doing this for this guy. And then uh, a few minutes later, I'm doing this for this guy. <laughs> it's also like if Cody won that challenge, he would have looked like a dick. <laughs> Yeah. Because <laughs> you have one guy doing it for like, you know, veterans and stuff like that. And you just had to beat him. <laughs> yeah. So I think Cody shouldn't have tried so hard. <laughs> Plus, he's not in danger anyway, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. In contrast to the previous episode, Gabler is getting a very hero-like edit here. Gabler is actually in a position to win now. We're not saying he's gonna win. But like before, there's no chance Gabler's gonna win. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly the edit's like, okay, there's a chance now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there. Yeah, there because he's doing it for his patients and the veterans and everything. How can you root against that? <laughs> yeah, that that's the, yeah. That's probably just part of his plan. Yeah. 
I also assume he he could say he's a surgeon, right? Mm-hmm. Like an open heart surgeon. Yeah. So I'm assuming he just has more control of his forearms. Mm, yeah. Among everyone else, right? So probably has the least lactic buildup as well because he's used to it, etc., etc. So he just really had that thing in the bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if it wasn't obvious, Gabler ends up winning the challenge. <laughs> and I think that's actually kind of critical because he was a target. I think he would have been a target otherwise. Not super duper. He is the one who's going, but he would have been. His name would have been in the list. Yeah. Right. So so there. Yeah, there you go. So post challenge, we get more talk about a possible alliance between Bach and Vesi, and then we get a short bit where we see Carla's hand, which was injured in the previous episode. Did it look kind of swollen? We only saw it for a few seconds, but. Oh, the hand! I didn't get to see the hand because I was focused on the finger that was cut. Hmm. It could have been. So it might have been a sprain or something? I only looked at the finger because I was like looking, oh, that's a clean bandage. So clearly the medical team yeah. did that <laughs> and not just them. Or maybe Gabler, who knows? But yeah, it was a clean bandage, basically. Yeah, it's it probably medical team off camera. <laughs> yeah. So back and Vesi, they were talking about teaming up against Coco. So the initial plan was to split the vote between James and Ryan. But then we get a scene where it was Owen, James, Sammy, and I think Dwight who were at the water well. And they end up finding a bottle in the well. Which, <laughs> weird place to hide an adva- a-, a clue to the advantage, but okay. <laughs> so they found a bottle which said that there's an advantage under the shelter. Which they showed in the preview. So, at least. <laughs> they probably just had that there in the- for a while and no one was... Finding it, that's why they had to add the bottle thing. Mm. I don't know. Or they wanted to put it somewhere where a lot of people would see it at the same time for drama. Yeah, that is the idea. Because hiding it under there, you can't get it without anyone noticing unless everyone's out of camp. No, I mean the water well. Because people go to the water well at the same time. Yeah. So initially, those people who found the clue said that nobody wants to get it because that makes them a target. But then, <laughs> then James and just goes up to the shelter and, and takes it. <laughs> was it just a clue or was it only technically James that was allowed to get it? It was a clue saying that there was an advantage under the shelter. Mm. Okay. So because James took it, he suddenly becomes a target because, well. We actually don't know that, they, that he took it. We don't know or they don't they know? They don't know. They don't know. Well, they... They all just assumed that... Because yeah. he, he literally said he wasn't going to take it. But no one trusted him. He said he wasn't going to take it until after the vote. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'm thinking, is he the only one allowed to take it? Because like, what if someone else takes it? Who's going to know? He's not going to know. He does mention, at least in the voiceover while they were showing him getting it, he said that he wants to take it now because who knows? Someone else yeah. might take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that doesn't make sense because if I were everyone else though I just take it because everyone's gonna think James took it anyway yeah so yeah <laughs> so they were essentially gossiping about James getting the advantage but they don't know what it is yet and we were shown a short scene of Ryan carrying a giant clam <laughs> 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 which is the first thing that we see that 
they actually caught from the ocean? They haven't caught any fish, right? <laughs> I don't think that's a live. Is it a live clam? It looked like it. It was still closed. I don't know. I feel like it's not. Because <laughs> a giant clam near the shore is normally not alive. But I don't know. It's possible. It's still possible. Yeah. They really aren't putting much focus on them getting food. Because there is free food. That's the problem. Like, that's the whole thing with, with these new seasons. Is like there's free or n- not free food, but there's coconuts everywhere or something. Like you don't you don't get to have good food, but you're also not hungry. Yeah. So yeah. So I guess one solution for that is to put them on an island with less I mean they could eventually do that and just go back to brutal survivor from, you know, yesteryears. Yeah. Because, like, even before, you could feel them weak in the challenges. Yeah. But now it's like, you know. As in before, you could really see them deteriorating slowly. As yeah. In, but and, and losing a lot of weight. Yeah. <laughs> so, the initial plan was Baka and Vessi teaming up. But then, Jesse and Carla were talking. And then they said that they want to take out Noel. Because apparently, Noel's calling the shots. This is the first that we're hearing of that. But, okay. <laughs> it, it did look like it from their perspective, to be yeah. fair. But then Jesse talks to his ally Cody, and Cody actually wants to take out Dwight. So <laughs> then we learn that James found the knowledge's power. So apparently, if someone is voted out with an advantage or an idol, or at least based on this, the advantage goes back into the game. Oh, did it? Yeah, because that was the one that Geo had. I guess, or maybe there's just. A lot of them. I don't know. Usually just one of... Of each? Yeah. Ah. Oh, so that's why they all assumed it was knowledge's power because you went out with it. Okay, yeah. That makes mm. sense. So, James tried to get trust by telling Carla, Ryan, and Cody about it. But telling Cody was a mistake because then Cody <laughs> wanted to target him now. <laughs> mm. Since people were assuming that James had knowledge's power. People started trading advantages and idols around. So Cody ended up giving his idol to Jesse. Janine gave her idol to Dwight. And Noel gave her advantage, the steal a vote, to Owen. So we'll see how that works out later. <laughs> Maybe he did it on purpose so that that will happen. I don't know. That's actually possible. It's also a ba- valid play. Did we see who told Janine to give it to Dwight? I don't remember. It's possible that it might have been Cody or someone or Jesse who told her to give it to Dwight because they were planning on taking out Dwight. Mm. Yeah. So at Tribal, Jeff mentions again the <laughs> earning it at every step of the way, which, yeah, it might be the theme of the season. And Jeff actually also brings up the Baka and Vesi teaming up against Goku before and if it's still a thing now. Does Jeff genuinely not know? I think he knows because he's probably watching the footage while they're at camp. <laughs> but, you know, to kind of create controversy in the game and stuff. Yeah. Because he's the host. So Dwight says that, no, those tribes aren't a thing now and let's all move forward, which is obviously a lie. <laughs> mm. Then <laughs> Jeff asks Cody about surfing and how it relates to the game <laughs> and then Cody just says it's important to know if 
if it's time to jump in or to hang out at the beach with the with the babes and stuff. Then weirdly enough, everyone's confident when Jeff asks them how they're feeling that the vote will go go their way. Except for Sammy, who says that he's terrified and he doesn't know what to expect. <laughs> Before the vote, surprisingly, nobody played an advantage. But who are we expecting to play? I don't think. Mm, the steal a vote and the knowledge's power could have been played there. I don't think now is a good time to steal a vote. There's just too many people. Mm, yeah, but knowledge's power. Because James probably knew that he was at least considered to go home. Yeah, but the problem with doing that is if you don't go home now, you just go home next time if you do that now. Yeah, unless you can find a way to... It's going to be hard. Though. Yeah. So I, I think he did it right. I think his whole game plan was saying that he wasn't going to take it till after. Mm-hmm. And he didn't play it. So he pretended like he didn't have it. And the next day, oh, someone out of the other three took it, which makes them targets. I think that's his game plan. Although everyone kind of assumes that, that he has it. <laughs> yeah, but at least it gives you the, the slight illusion that it might not be with him. It's not going to work 100% of the time, but it's like... It's better than everyone just knowing flat out that you lied and took it. Mm-hmm. And then you're, you're just going to go next time. Yeah. So they go to cast their votes. Jeff does his usual script of if anyone w- wants to play an idol or advantage, now it's time to do so. And again, nobody plays their idols. Yeah. So the vote went two votes for James, two for Ryan, and the rest were for Dwight. We learned eventually in the while Dwight was talking his last words that Jesse and Cody had turned on Bessie and then the rest of Coco voted for Dwight as well. Mm. So Dwight voted out and since he's holding Janine's idol, Janine loses her idol without ever having played it. <laughs> so it's gonna go back? Is that might go back. We're not sure if that's a sure thing. <laughs> but it's also like you can't get beads anymore. So yeah. I don't know. They could just hide a normal idol. Makes sense. Yeah. I think this is the first time that someone lost their idol because they gave it to someone else. I can't think of any other instance of that happening. So then in the next episode preview, we see more talk about a seven-person alliance that could end up controlling the game. We also hear from people on the other side of that saying that it's time to have an, an uprising. And yeah. Interesting how that that could turn out if that seven person alliance controls the game moving forward or is there a thing with seven? Why do people say final seven a lot? Is there a actual thing? No. No. Yeah, it just so happens that there's seven of them in that alliance. <laughs> okay. I mean that's also very valid until they need to take out one of them. Yeah. So yeah. and in this era of Survivor that kind of thing doesn't work anymore. <laughs> the pagonging. <laughs> What's pagonging again? Basically, taking out one whole tribe or one whole alliance one by one and, and, and then eventually when they're all gone, that's when you take each other out. Mm. Yeah, so this was a fast-paced episode and a lot happened and yeah, pretty enjoyable episode. Very interesting that it ended up that Janine lost her idol without playing it. It is building up to a big finish. <laughs> So, I think of those people left, Cody and Jesse are in a good spot 
unless Coco ends up turning on them. And Coco, those four people are actually in a very good position as well. <laughs> unless the whole uprising is successful. And Gabler actually raised the stock in this episode because of that whole winner edit thing. Although we, we haven't been shown if he's strategizing with anyone. Yeah. I don't think he ever will strategize <laughs> with everyone, anyone. But yeah, he suddenly became from like a you know 5% chance to win or a 0% chance to win to like a, at least a 30% chance to win or something like yeah. that. It's Noel that significantly dropped mm-hmm. unless the people against her are voted out, which is also a thing. So. Yeah. I think Cody is still just the favorite to win at this point. For me, the top three are Cody, Jesse, or Carla. Carla still? Yeah. I guess. At least in those four in Coco. Yeah. She has the best chances. Because James is clearly going to be in trouble eventually. Cassidy is... We were actually barely shown Cassidy in this in this episode, so... <laughs> She's probably going home next episode. Or at least soon. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like it's next episode, but yeah. Then Ryan clearly is a target for his strength, although... He's probably going to win the next one, realistically, right? Because they're not going to do pair challenges back-to-back. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be an individual challenge on the, the next time, and then she's, he's probably going to win. He's easy to take out because mm-hmm. he's always the target. So unless he wins back-to-back ones, like he's going the first instance, he doesn't win one after this. Yeah. So there you go, yeah. Or maybe after James... But yeah, I think James is the next target. Unless the alliance sticks together. <laughs> yeah. Who among them can actually challenge? Let's say it's a strength-based challenge. Looks like Gabler, right? He's the only one who can challenge Ryan in strength for strength. If it's endurance, yes. But if it's straight-up strength, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's like carrying huge objects, it might yeah, just be Ryan. <laughs> There's no way. If, there, if it's endurance, yeah. Yeah. Because endurance is a big thing in operating rooms because they have heart operations, especially those. There are some that last six hours straight. Mm-hmm. So I really think, yeah, endurance-wise, you can't beat that. Mm. So if it's an endurance challenge, the favorite Gabler. If it's strength, favorite Ryan. Yeah, if it's <laughs> endurance that, especially if it's endurance that doesn't involve strength, no one's just going to beat Gabler for sure. Mm. So, yeah. What about if it's a puzzle? I feel like he's also going to be good at that. Is the <laughs> thing, right? Yeah, because we haven't even shown anyone. Well, people have been going to... As in, they volunteer to do the puzzles, but we haven't been shown anyone being particularly good at puzzles. Yeah, a lot of people claim they're good at puzzles, but they're not. <laughs> or at least haven't been shown as such so yeah Mm -hmm. so take your bets who's going to win (laughs) (laughs) thank you for listening to Overanalyzing Survivor thank you as well to T4G Studios and podcasteditors.online for making this podcast possible if we may ask for a small favor Please share this podcast with your friends and family when you get the chance. It goes a long way in helping the show grow and it's greatly appreciated. So, once again, this has been your Resident Survivor Geek Matt. 
and your brand new Gabler fans, JR. <laughs> we'll see you again in the next episode. In the meantime, grab your torches and head back to camp.